Taigui and welcome friends to this week's episode of Branding Brujas, a podcast for those of you looking to add some magic to your marketing. We are so blessed you chose to join us this week and we thank you. Before we get started, let's ground ourselves in this moment so we can be here and fully present. If you're willing and able, join with me now in some cleansing breaths. All breathing is in through the nose, out through the nose for a count of four. Ready? Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. episode airs, which means school's also almost back in session. I am very sad about this personally <laughs> because we are homeschoolers, so typically we let our lives be dictated however we want, but my daughter wants to go to school this year, so now we are doing the rhythm and routine, but it's almost spooky season. Best. Chunky sweater season. Soup season. Ugh. I'm, I'm a big fan of fall for all the reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a little bit of a chat about this yesterday, I think. We were talking about the idea that fall brings rhythm and mm-hmm. routine back to our lives. So what a better way to kick off almost fall. It's not fall yet. Almost fall by talking about rhythms and rituals and routines, mm-hmm. both for your business and your personal life. And how to align them with the moon and Mother Nature. But first, I've got some bochincha for you. Share the cheese, my girl. All right. So, this happened in 2015. But this is now circulating on Reddit. And I saw it on LinkedIn first. Mm -hmm. And then I saw it on Facebook. And then I saw it on Reddit. So, it's kind of circulating the internet across all the platforms right now. Essentially, what happened is this company, for whatever bless their heart reason, decided to have a Confederate-themed holiday party for their staff. The kicker is there's only one Black dude on the entire staff. No women. Just one Black dude on the entire staff. Mm -hmm. And... What happened at this party is everyone's dressed up in, like, antebellum gear. Some of the men are even dressed in, like, Confederate garb. Like, they went all out. And so the black employee dressed like a slave. I, I don't know why I think that's insanely oh my God. funny. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but um, so he shows up to the party. 
dressed as a slave. Wow. And the organizer of the party, this woman, she's like appalled. She There's pictures of it. I'll link mm-hmm. it in the show notes. She's like, why are you dressed like this as a slave? And like the company CEO was supposed to go. He ended up not showing up. Oh, it's okay. So the dressing as a slave was actually more of a statement. Oh yeah, it right? was. Okay, so that like, didn't like. No, they didn't force him to dress like a slave. Right, there was like a part where like I don't understand. Right, no. But now as you're saying more, I'm like, okay, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. So now was, I get it. And it was yeah. definitely like an f you to uh-huh. the company, and then the woman who organized the party, she's the one in the photos. She supposedly, according to the Reddit, ask me anything, it's an AMA, so you never know. But according to that, she got fired. He got promoted. I guess the company needed to, like, do PR to, like, apologize. Um, But I don't know. I thought that story was fucking crazy. That is insane. (laughs) That is, like... What the hell? Like, what? Like, what? And, like, this must... Like, I don't... I don't know how big this company was. Like, do, how many approvers were there? Like, there had to have been more than one person involved. Like, the CEO was going to be at the party, so he knew it was going to be a a themed party, like a Confederate themed. Well, I yeah, I guess. If he would, but like, how was it marketed in the organization of like what to wear? Like, right? Because if people showed up in, oh my gosh! In my opinion, this is one of those instances of. Language is everything because I'm not gonna like celebrate civil war times, but you could have called it an antebellum party and gotten the same sort of effect without calling it a confederate party, yeah, and like almost picking a side. And it was in the south, it was in the okay, south, okay. So, I mean, there's not a, okay, but like you know, they celebrate that, I, I mean, bit. yeah, just that, a smidge, not okay, but like makes sense, is what I. So, I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. Um, right. I mean, I guess I'm glad that's, like, coming up in the news, right? To, like, bring awareness to this bullshit. Yes. And I thought it was interesting. Like, I know it's not Halloween yet, but in my mind, it is. And we're coming down to spooky season. And so, I just started thinking about, like, costumes and themes mm. and how we plan these events. And it's so easy it's not. It's not easy. Let me no. not give anyone a, like a, a pass for this. It's not easy to make these mistakes, but I just feel like there's so much oversight when you don't have a staff that's diverse. Like one black person on right. that team would have been like, "Nix this yeah. idea. This is horrible." But instead, it was that one lone individual, which like good for him yeah. for dressing like that. Yeah, and for Low like key. and showing up like fuck. Right, I probably would have been like, I probably would have been this like, party. fuck this, like, no way. <laughs> I did that once, this is unrelated, but I've had instances where parties were inappropriate, and rather than go and, like, yeah. make a statement, I'm like, I'm just gonna sit this event out. And yeah. So, like, good for him. And yeah. he got, like, a promotion out of it. So, yeah, I don't know what that says about the company. <laughs> I know, I don't I don't either, but I, I hope he was, like, compensated for any emotional trauma. I think he was. And he got in addition to the raise. Right. (laughs) So that leads in, I think, pretty well to what we're talking about this week, Mm -hmm. which is strategic planning and developing a strategic plan for, I would say, your business, Mm -hmm. but also your personal brand and also your personal life. Like, it's just valuable to plan. Yes. So... 
talk to me a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about this in depth, but I'm curious. Strategy for you, yay, nay. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Like I, It's like intentionality in life. To me, having a strategy is being intentional with your decisions and your processes and like where you go. Your North Star, right? Like I just, it's not that you have to stay on one path that you can like veer off here and there. You can swerve, you can stop, you can like turn around and go backwards a little bit if you want. Like, I just think it's really helpful when it comes to like decision making. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think that that's important. I also really think, you know, I was a teacher. Mm -hmm. So when we used to do backwards planning, we would always say we're not planning for the test but the test should cover everything right. we've done, right? right? So when I think about a strategy, that's exactly it. I'm like, exactly. if we've done it all, mm-hmm. then we've done it all. However the heck we get there. Right. That's why it's irrelevant. good to know, like, what do you want? What is the goal? What is the end goal? And mm-hmm. then using a strategy to get to that goal. Yes. And because it's not just one thing you do, right, yep. to get to your goals. So you have to, like, think about all the things, all the pieces of the puzzle, everything around it. Yes. I agree. So I guess that kind of bring, we should define strategic planning for anyone Mm -hmm. who doesn't know. I would hope that most people do know, but maybe you're newer to business and you don't have a strategic plan. You haven't thought that through. So the purpose of strategic planning is to set overall goals for your business or yourself and develop a plan to achieve them. It involves stepping back from your day-to-day operations and asking, where are you headed And what are the priorities to get there? So I love priorities being the language there because to me, that's the piece. Like if I know where I have to go, Mm -hmm. right, then I can set like, okay, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And then the rest of the things, you know, as they come up, as they are, but the priorities stay. Yeah. And a former job that I had, I had a colleague that introduced the like, I forget the full name, but it's like the Eisenhower framework of like deciding what's in priority now, what's later, mm-hmm. what do you have resources for now type of setup. Um, and I love that process because I'm just, you know me, I get very excited about everything and I want to do all the things at once. And so I need some sort of like framework to help me just like break down all the great things I want to do and then make them like possible. Yes. Right. And like what can wait? For the future and what do I absolutely what are the priorities like absolutely right now right um and having a strategic plan also helps like or a strategic like a vision in general yes. <laughs> helps to kind of guide like where those priorities would lie well and what you just said just sparked like the most important part for me for a strategic plan is that if you don't have your vision mm-hmm. like you've just wasted all of your time right, right? Like, yes Sometimes I just ask people or, or clients, like, what do you hope, like, what does it look like in the end for you? Mm-hmm. What is the end goal? Like, pie in the sky, the biggest thing ever. Like, if, like, anything was ever possible, what does that look like? Yep. Because then you can have, like, a, it is a really big goal, but you can take steps to eventually get there. And, you know, you know, like, tying into the concept of fractals and emergent strategy, it's like, having these small little things that you do to make something big and beautiful, like a mandala. So yes, I just, yeah, I'm a big fan of strategic planning. It can feel really daunting sometimes, yeah. but when you have a team also or people you can work with and it helps you kind of delegate a little bit better yes. or like decide, like have, see who has ownership in which area, right? That's how I feel about a strategic plan. I'm like, you are owning this 
you know, department, mm-hmm. whatever. And so like helping all work cohesively together mm-hmm. as a team, but then also supporting each other in our own tracks or expertise type of deal. Well, and that's super important too, because right. If you have a team, that's part of the strategy. Mm-hmm. Like you're good at this. So I'm not going to waste my energy trying to figure it out. And I think so many times, like teams really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the teams that I was on, we went from being a small team, so it was only three of us, mm-hmm. and then very quickly it became like five, six of us. Mm-hmm. And that was really challenging because the three OGs wanted to hold on to everything. Yeah. And all of us, like unilater- unilaterally, struggled to let go uh-huh. of, like, yes. you know, oh, I've been owning this for so long. Right. And Sometimes, like, we were owning things that we weren't good at. We were just owning it because it needed to be owned, you know? Yeah, definitely. And there's, like, I feel the the trauma response. Right! Personally, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, I know why I did that. Like, (laughs) Well, then you want to take on stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think it's important when you're building your strategy that you're also leaning into the strengths of your team And if you don't have a team, right, Mm -hmm. if you're by yourself, which, like, I am most of the time, it's about figuring out what can I delegate out, right? Like, do I need to hire help? Do I need Mm -hmm. to lean on my partner, on a family member? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with me, like, childcare is a huge piece. Right. So I lean on my partner. When can you watch the kids? When can I watch the kids? Right. How can I work or... You know, we were talking about like getting a virtual assistant if you yeah. need one, like to schedule your appointments, yeah, manage at least your to, like, email, get, you know, just to get ahead instead of constantly feeling like you're doing everything. like yeah, re- treading water, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that virtual assistant is not for me, right? <laughs> just I think that again, it's part of the strategy, and when you think about, you know, if you're a solopreneur, you're working as a freelancer. A lot of times money is a huge concern because Mm -hmm. you're really working to live at that point, you know? So you have to think, like, is it worth spending $500 on a personal assistant or on coaching or a meal prep? Whatever it is that you feel is the piece you want to delegate out. Mm -hmm. But then you have to consider how much money you're losing yeah. by trying to balance that other piece of your life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a small, but that's a small thing. <laughs> but that is such a small thing. Like, know? like even just thinking about that investment, when I think about like my personal like brand or, or what have you for my life, my strategic right. plan for my life is sure. like, I know that I don't want to be like sick later in life. So in order to do that, or I don't want to have like a painful death for example mm-hmm. i would like to stay healthy and so in order to stay healthy what do you do right you should be eating better you yeah. should be exercising right all these things and it's like okay there's so many of these things where do i put my focus on them and meal prep is one where it could easily be like in um, a support there didn't even think of like didn't even cross my mind until right now it's you know i got it from michelle obama i cannot take respond oh. i can't take credit mm-hmm. But right in her book, she talks about this because Michelle Obama has the famous quote, people who say you can do it all like they're lying to you. Like you can't, (laughs) you can't do it all. And in her book, she like talks about this. Mm -hmm. And essentially what she says is at a certain point, I had to realize what was important. And the way that it happened for her was through her daughter's health. So Mm -hmm. she went to a physical for her daughter. Her daughter was like, 
I guess, not putting on weight in the way she should have been. Mm-hmm. And it was just not appropriate. And when she stepped back to realize what they had not been prioritizing was health. They had mm-hmm. been, like, eating on the go and kind yeah. of, like, some of the habits that I'm guilty of. I'm actually doing a cleanse right now because I've been Good on you. so guilty <laughs> about it. Um, but she was. She said that that was something that she realized she didn't have time and energy to make healthy meals like mm-hmm. she wanted to. And the fir- one of the first things of, like, hired help she got was they hired a personal chef. And that was actually the personal chef she then took to the White House with her. Oh, wow. And developed, like, that whole healthy program. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. So, but I, I think that goes to show with, like, the priorities, right? Like, right, yeah. Like, this is a priority to me. My family's wellness, my family's well-being. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I have money. Yeah. Let me at, utilize that resource and however yeah. that looks, you know. And it's not always money. You don't always have money right. to give, but finding other ways. Totally. Absolutely. There's always a way. Oh, yeah. There's always a way. That's my personal view. Heck yeah. yeah. For sure. So, okay. We're thinking about strategic planning for like a business, mm-hmm. right? So, what kind of tips and tricks do you think you would give to someone as they're planning out their business? My favorite thing to do to get like oriented is having the big calendar of all the months and just kind of talking through what happens each month Mm -hmm. and writing it down, whether it happens like publicly that will need marketing materials or whatever, or happening internally. Because sometimes things that are happening internally for different departments really do impact other departments. Like Mm -hmm. if your finance team is going through an audit, like they're probably really really busy so you can't have them like participate or expect a like quick return on something Mm -hmm. or expect to plan your retreat at that time right and so I think that is like the biggest that is my biggest piece of advice first is having all of your departments together an annual plant calendar so everybody knows those your rhythms your rituals like what happens every year every Mm -hmm. business has their seasonality everybody experiences Mm -hmm. the four seasons so how do you adjust as an agency or an organization you know it's going to happen and need to be done yes and then you think about all the holidays you think about the things you should acknowledge month to month like right yeah if you're talking about marketing what if you need to be doing event planning what makes sense and to like align with other strategies right if you're Mm -hmm. planning an event in say the fall what do you do in the spring and summer leading up to that whether mm-hmm. it's recruiting ambassadors or creating coupon codes to like recruit people like yeah you wouldn't think to do that if you didn't have a big calendar to plan and know the timing and where could you show up having the right flyers the right events that mm-hmm. you already you know all of those things oh man I just like I feel myself getting like no. real passionate because I'm like I just want or know what everyone's doing because then we can market it appropriately. <laughs> it's not like a control freak thing. It's just a like communication. Yeah. And I you're you were and talking like, about you were talking about trauma earlier. <laughs> and like as you're talking, I think I was getting excited because I was like, yes, if only everyone knew what everyone else was doing. <laughs> because I remember back when I was still in the schools and I would plan an event, right? And it was like we have this event every year, guys. Like, there's no, it's always going to happen. And every year, like, I would say two months before, I would bring it up mm-hmm. and everyone would be shocked. No one knew. And I was like, guys, every year, we do this every year. Trauma response again right now. So I'm like, man, this sounds way too familiar. <laughs> every year, what are we doing? So I just think that 
routines and rhythms and having that calendar mm-hmm. is so important because you're going to ebb and flow. Yes. And if you build in space to mm-hmm. ebb and flow, yes. then yes. <laughs> how nice your life will be. Yeah, and even thinking about like what I really love is how in like Google you can have multiple calendars, for example. Yeah. So you can turn them on and off because you want to also know like when are people planning their big trips? When is like uh, Mary and communications like getting married or you know whatever? Yes. So you can be like, oh well, if we're really gonna have it that day, then we gotta acknowledge. You know, you can plan so much better when yes. you and you understand these things. And it's just you work as a better team. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes. You know, we're talking a lot about teams and organizations, and I think this can also apply if you're freelancing and working mm-hmm. for yourself because. There are other systems in your life that you need to align with. Mm-hmm. So for you personally, like you were just saying, knowing your team's personal, but also knowing your own personal, you know, if you have children, what is their school schedule like? Mm-hmm. You know, when are they off? It's likely not when you're off. Yes. And so how are you going to align that? What is your partner's work schedule look mm-hmm. like? Family vacations. Who's, you know, this is kind of going to sound silly, but who's doing grocery shopping each no, week? That is not who's silly because laundry? like, oh my goodness, I think I have like four Trauma. weeks worth of laundry to do right now. And I'm just like overwhelmed with the amount of dirty clothes I found in different piles that I've like stashed. All right. Like, you got like I'm, Hobbit piles. Yes. Because I'm like, no, I'm like, I change in one room and I just leave all the crap there. And then I change another and I leave it there. And then I'm like, no, there's more. God, we're uh, so, I think we're very similar uh, in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that is, you know, it's so important, right, to Mm -hmm. align your life and your business because they are the same. They're not, obviously. You have different goals. You have different priorities in each sector of your life. But they're the same in that it's like when you're a kid and you're like, they say to your teachers, like, your teachers see you more than your parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, your business partner sees you more than your life partner most of the time. Like. You know, so align those two. Yes. Um, and find that alignment. And I think uh, I wrote this quote because we're always talking about emergent strategy. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we recognize that you can plan and then life happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, screw you, plan. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. But when you then have taken the year, mm-hmm. right, and you've looked at the year or even just the quarter, you know, okay, you know what? I don't feel good this week. Yeah. I'm going to take this week off. And I know I have X, Y, Z priorities. Here's how I can shuffle things around. Right. right. Here's how I can delegate. Yes. I think that's super important. Absolutely. And I'm, I, I'm really glad we're talking about this. Cause I'm, I'm thinking more and more about our, like these younger generations is like the acknowledgement of how you can't have a work life and a, like a separate life really mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean like social media, like, and first of all, and, like, the, the line is so blurred when you think of, like, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, gig workers, like, why? And people making money off of just being who they are. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can almost make more money as an influencer sometimes than even getting an entry-level job. And then also thinking when you're talking about needing that time off, like, for your own self-care, yeah. I'm also thinking about how all the shit that happens in the world unexpectedly, like, all the murdering of uh, black men across the country or... Um, the war in Ukraine or crazy leaders potentially destroying society. Right. You know, like everything is on fire right now. Yes. And sometimes yep. it's just so overwhelming that like you un- may unexpectedly need a mental health day. 
And there should be room for that. There really should. And I think, too. And no, there needs to be. If not, there should, there needs to be. You need to give yourself room. Even yeah. if your organization doesn't, you need to give yourself room. And if they're not giving you the room, then they're not the right organization for totally. you. And it's time to find it yourself in another place, wherever yeah. that is. Because there is organizations plentiful that recognize that and see that and give you that space. Mm-hmm. There's plenty that don't. Yes. And so it's, you know, it's, <laughs> we both know from personal yes. experience, there's plenty that don't Ugh. give you that. And, you know, I think there's another piece that kind of made me think when you were speaking is the world happens, right? Mm-hmm. And I know personally, and we've talked a little bit about this, a couple of weeks ago, Roe happened and, and sort of for me, my world unexpectedly I don't think I expected it to crumble in the way that it did Mm -hmm. but it did and it took me a couple of weeks I think weeks like we're talking weeks to become myself again Mm -hmm. and knowing that I built my life in a way where I could I don't want to say slack at work because that wasn't happening but flex yeah a little bit you know like that was really helpful yeah I also think like when we talk about like framing and reframing, it's almost like reframing that thought of like, you didn't like slack at work. You prioritized your health. Mm-hmm. You prioritized your well being. You know, like you're, you prioritized your soul versus yes. like you slacked at work. Like, I want to like, no, you did the right thing actually yes. because it is, that was, that's traumatic. That like, that decision is traumatic for yes. those who are able to get pregnant, have a uterus. Like, it is, it is traumatic. Yeah. And and now I like I just can't oh oh my gosh. And I'm not I just, to bring up Ro. No, again, I know. But. <laughs> See, but this is it. Like how long ago was that? And worse, it's still it makes me so frustrated it and hits. heated. Then you think about like what else are they gonna take from me? Right. I and mean like our our marriages were on the line, right? Because they were like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were considering interracial marriages. It's there. And like and um same sex marriage. Right? It's, and so like it's definitely something that I think <laughs> I think when you're thinking about your business and you're thinking about your life, like this is what the core of emergent strategy is, is that you can't plan for everything. No, not at all. You can only strategize up to a point. You can only have goals up to a point, action plans up to a point. And I think it's important to build your life with that flexibility. And I think it's really, really important to kind of thinking through is how we can align our lives with like the moon Mm -hmm. and I started aligning my life with the moon about two and a half years ago. And since then, two and a half years ago, God, what was that? That would have been like 2020. Right. Like mid 2020, 2019. Okay. So pre-pandemic or right as it started? Right as the pandemic started. Yeah. Okay. So I would say right as the pandemic started, I started aligning myself. I started learning about the moon. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a... I am a deconstructionist, so I was in the Christian faith. I've left the Christian faith, and I'm very spiritual. I'm obviously a practicing bruja, and this is when I started about two and a half years ago. I started aligning myself with the moon, very basic stuff at first. Like right. Full moon, do a ritual. New moon, do a ritual. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just kind yeah, of yeah. was doing it. You know, I didn't have training. And over the last two and a half years, I've learned how to align myself with the moon, and I'm not perfect. I'm not going to pretend that every month I'm like on top of it. A lot of months I fail. Fail is the wrong word. A lot of months I don't prioritize it. Yes. But on the months that I do Mm -hmm. and when I can, this is what it looks like. So you manifest 
but you set your intentions mm-hmm. with the new moon, mm-hmm. right? So this is why we started the show on a new moon, yeah. right? New things, new moon, mm-hmm. right? You plan. And then during the waxing phase, so as the moon is starting to grow, mm-hmm. you are taking action, right? You're doing things. You're not just setting your intention or setting your manifestation and then just, it's not a sudden forget Yeah, it. no. Like, what? It right? Like, like a... it's work. Get your ass to work. Uh-huh. Britney Spears like, you better work, bitch. Like, yes. Promise to mine. Um, so that's no. that period. I have to put on a t-shirt. <laughs> that's that period of the, the moon for you. And you're working and you're, you're really thinking about, you're, that's where having that action plan, having that place, mm-hmm. that objective that you're working towards, you're working towards that objective. And then you get to the full moon and you're like, what happened? How did we do? And you, before you can start to improve, I think this is really important. And this was something I struggled with mm-hmm. a lot when I first started this is I would immediately like intention set, put things into action and then get feedback. Like I want to know what I can make better mm-hmm. without ever celebrating what I did right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So during the full moon, before you can criticize yourself, before you can start to make changes, mm-hmm you harvest and you, you know, you take in, you go, okay, during this period of time, maybe I landed this contract. Mm -hmm. We had a sales target of 200 and we got to 150. That's like, that's exciting. You know, celebrate that rather than focusing on what you lack. Absolutely. When I, when I manage teams, it was like, you have to celebrate the small wins. Like that's awesome. Like we got ownership of our social media page we're celebrating that small win today, right? Progress. Like, Progress is better than not. Absolutely. And so celebrating that, I think, is really, really important. And then you do, you have to adapt. You yes. have to make improvements because you're not perfect. You're growing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the nature of the emergence as well. So during the waning phase, as the moon starts to get smaller again, mm-hmm. you take those improvements. Mm-hmm. And then essentially you start all over again with the new moon because you will have taken that feedback yeah. and then um, set new intentions for yourself. Yes. What I love about it is that, like I said, some months you can do it and yeah, then definitely. you can kind of step back and not do it for a few months uh-huh. and then do it again. It can be for small things. It can be for big things. It can be for personal things. Mm-hmm. It can be for work things. It can be for both. It should be for both. It I mean, should yes. be for, for all of it. But I, you know, whether you're spiritual or not, I think you can imp- you can take this this routine mm-hmm. and this rhythm of setting intentions, working towards those intentions, celebrating mm-hmm. the growth, and then ultimately making the improvements necessary. Yeah, and it's cyclical. You just keep doing it totally over and over again. It totally. never ends. <laughs> it makes me think of like a bell curve, right? Because like at the mm-hmm. bottom, you know, you're figuring it out, you're setting your intentions, and you go up this hill, and then the hill gets harder. And harder because you're so steep, but then you get to the top and it's amazing and it's incredible and you celebrate and you can see the whole view of the beautiful work you've seen. And now you have this easy, beautiful slide down, mm-hmm. down to the ground to start it again. And on that slide is where you get to reflect and honor mm-hmm. and receive that feedback because you're in a space where you, you can't, it's a little bit easier and you're not so stressed about climbing up that hill. Yes. Uh, I love it. And it's almost like, I love that metaphor too. Yeah, right. And I had that visual as we were talking and I was like, no. Just talk about that, you know? I love that because it makes me think, too, we're always growing, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
there's always going to be a hill that's mm-hmm. hard to climb. Like, no matter how good you are at your job. Yeah. You know, there's always, because that that's the nature of growth. Right. Like, you should, it should always be hard. <laughs> like, as so, bad as that, that sounds. Yes. And sometimes you could be climbing a mountain and it might rain. Or it might yeah. snow. Or, like, you could hit an icy patch and slide right back down. And that just happened. And, it's, and that's okay. You get back up and go again. And I think that that frees a lot of people, at least in our generation. I think there's this mentality that if you work hard, you achieve the goal and mm-hmm. that's it. And it's like, well, there's so much more to just achieving the goal. Yes. And I think we were not told the full story of like the really? ebbs and flows. And so I like to give people the freedom to say like in both your business and in your personal life, you're going to have really, really high highs mm-hmm. and really, really low lows. Yes. And the whole point is that you just keep going. Yeah. Right. You just keep going. It's the moon is always going to go through that cycle. And so you're always going to go through those cycles. That's yes. my, you know, my, my soapbox takeaway from all of this. Ugh, that was a beautiful takeaway. Thank you. Thank you. So as we kind of are bringing ourselves to a close, I'm curious, we've been talking about strategy. We've been talking about what this looks like for us. How do you find ways, maybe the moon or other elements, ancestral practices? What does that look like for your routines and in incorporating spirituality and brujeria? Yeah, for me, I I do have an alignment with the moon, but it's not as intentional as yours is. Um, I acknowledge when the moons are there. I recognize that how it feels in my body at that time. I try to embody my or recognize what I'm feeling at different stages of the moon cycle mm. and how my cycle aligns with such a thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's my connection with the moon. And I really am in true into things like astrology and understanding like the different aspects of all of the different signs, whether it's your sun sign, moon sign, ascendant. Um, and then I also love my Oracle cards and it really helps me in a way of um, feeling grounded and inspired. I feel like started you know, like journaling again, but not like, I'm not like a journaler journaler. I write everything down. Like, it, yeah, I, it makes it permanent. I don't know. I just don't, it's not my thing, but I can like draw, I can create, like I have some sort of creation that I do with it. And that feels really, really nice as well. And with, with that deck, it is also like nature oriented. Cause I love um, connecting with the seasons as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I practiced Ayurveda for a while. Um, Ayurvedic medicine or the life or the ancient science of Ayurveda is like kind of connecting with the seasons, going with the flow, like ebb and flow of things, like um, keeping your Agni, your fire within going. And so in order to do that, you probably don't want to douse your fire with ice cold things all mm. the time and understanding my doshas and constitution and um, trying to find that alignment. Um, so that was a lot of my answer I and just kind that. of like how, like some of the ways that I try to connect with the universe and spirit is through all of those practices. And it kind of, it really does depend how I'm feeling that day, that week, the weather really kind of dictates a lot for me too. Like if it's a cold and rainy day, I actually kind of love those right now because it's been so hot. Right. <laughs> so I would like love a cold and rainy day, but um, it just kind of informs how I'm feeling and what I'm doing because like movement's incorporated in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's yoga. Sometimes it's just laying flat on the floor. I like love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so nice. I think it's it's so emergent too. And something as someone who comes from a very religious background and now lives a very spiritual life, 
I love that I can change it up mm -hmm. each week, month, day, depending mm -hmm. on how I'm feeling. Because at least the way I was raised in the church, it was very regimented. Yes. You had Bible study on this day and yes. youth group and choir and church. And it was like mm -hmm. you did it a certain way and there was rituals there. And now, you know, my biggest rituals, I think, are connecting with the water. My moon sign is a water sign. I'm an air sign, so I have a lot of connection to the water. So I do ritual baths, and mm -hmm. I love them because I can do a bath whenever the heck I want. Uh -huh. Like, I can take a bath because it's a bad day. I can yeah. take a bath because it's the new moon, yeah. and it's an intentional bath. Um, showers, just like a regular shower. Oh, wow. um, I love the time by myself. Oh. I'm an introvert. I'm an introspective person. I don't get a lot of time by myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a parent, yes. <laughs> I have two young children. So that time in the water, I think just like for me, it's very like I'm, I'm very metaphorical. So I like the metaphorical uh -huh. like cleansing of myself, mm -hmm. being one with the element, right? It's like in your house. Mm -hmm. It's like such this like powerful element that we've harnessed into this like, yes. moment. Um, I think that that's huge. I've already talked a ton about the moon. Um, and how I align myself with the moon. I feel like water is even more sacred in Colorado. Like living in the desert, it mm -hmm. makes me like honor and respect water so much more, right? Heck yeah. Like, and appreciate, like I just understand it, you know, coming from the Midwest, it rained all the goddamn time, you know? So water wasn't a concern necessarily. But here with the wildfires, like water is just so beautiful and sacred. It's it's so different too mm -hmm. because I grew up on the coast. So similar right. experience. Like <laughs> and to me, water was always this is like water was scary. Cause yes, I, oceans like, are petrifying. I grew up with like crashing waves. Like water was a scary thing, but it was always very calming. I've always felt very connected to it. Um, my people were island people. So like I feel that connection to water, but out here, water is so still. Mm-hmm. And it's, it can be very rushing, right? Like you can right. see it in the canyon. But most of my experience, at least my personal experience in Colorado, is I tend to like calm little streams mm -hmm. and calm little ponds or the reservoir. And so the water out here, for me, is very calming. Yeah, that's a good point. Very still. It's very integrated with nature in a way yes, that... Yes, it is. You know, in the in the East Coast, at least, it's not. Yeah. In my mind, like, the beach and the water, they're separate. Right, yeah. But here, it's, like, through the rocks and yeah. through the mountains and through the forests to, to the way that I incorporate nature, too, right? Thinking about how nature is incorporated into our spiritual practices and our routines. Like, anytime I'm outside, mm -hmm. I'm talking to Mother Earth. Oh, yes. If I could be barefoot, I'm barefoot. Mm -hmm. um, so I think having those little ways, oh, absolutely. too. When your life gets crazy. Mm. So is this thing you're going to go paddleboarding at some point? Oh my God, that was so terrifying. <laughs> Jared made me go paddleboarding and I I found my I found my center. You were amazing. But I was terrified the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Oh, reconnecting with water in a different way. Oh man, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the water was like still as hell also. Which makes it scary. Water true. is a true. very true. Something could have just come out and like eaten us. But petrifying. Right? <laughs> it's like fire. Beautiful when contained, but terrifying. Oh, yeah, not. that's true. Good point. 
Oh my goodness. Well, I think this was a good episode. We oh, have yeah. Yet another good one in the books, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so you it is it's you to kind of bring us out and you had mentioned wanting to do a card pull i'm not going to put you on the spot but do you want to do a card pull for the collective and see what spirit has to say to us a card pull i'm excited would you like to pull a card for the brandon behind Want to take one from the middle or should I tip? Me personally? Oh, sure. I'll let spirit guide me. Yeah, I'll go from the middle. Let me yeah, go from the middle so I can guide. see. Thanks for the branding brujas for, all, for, us. for us. For any bruja that's listening, yeah. you don't have to be a bruja. Do sure. I just pull it over? Yep, now flip it over. Okay, so it's upside down tree of life. I love that it's a tree. Mm-hmm. It's so very cyclical. And it's upside down. So I'm still reading the book on this one. So I have to look back. Using your resources is very important. Uh, yeah. Mm. All right, so we are going to edit this one. So maybe we'll yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Just give a good callback. Right, so this turn is on. How do you... Okay, coming back. All right, so this card is upside down for the Tree of Life. And it says, uh, a note on balance. Sometimes you will draw an upside-down card. This is not considered an error. Rather, an upside-down card indicates there is an imbalance or block in the area of your life it represents. Drawing an upside-down card is an opportunity to look at any unconscious commitments you have to staying stuck or disempowered. So now let's look into what the Tree of Life is. Okay, so Tree of Life is the Earth element. And the word with it, associated with it is self-correct. Universe knew what we needed today. Holding the essential balance between earth and sky, tree of life forms a singular, ever-growing veracity of interconnectedness. He is blessed by the multitude of nutrients drawn through his roots and provides a strong and generous shelter of truth and perspective for all who seek refuge with him. He breathes and stands tall, offering a canopy of consciousness so that his essentia will be reborn for all eternity. Tree of Life offers the blessing of his supportive system so that any imbalance in your life may self-correct. The answers you seek are within you because you are the channel through which higher intelligence experiences itself. You are an emanation of your spirit's signature cast through a template of sacred geometry the result of which is a rare atomic form. All that you desire to experience is available now. The liberation you strive for is already here. Spend time connecting with Tree of Life in your daily meditation, and every aspect of your world will begin to come into greater alignment with your own internal truths. To bring into balance, rest in the awareness that you are perfectly supported to live your life. I... See, spirit just always knows Mm -hmm. what you need to hear because how all encapsulating, right? I love that the word is self-correct because that's what it is. You, at any point in time, have the power to self-correct. At any point in time, I'm doing a, I mentioned this, I'm doing a cleanse right now. And it's, I'm only allowed to drink water. It's only one day. I'm not doing anything crazy. One day. 
of just water. And when I say I am starving, Mm -hmm. but like, I know I don't need to eat. Like I've given my body the nutrients it Mm -hmm. needs. It's one day. Humans were made to survive for much longer. And so it's mind over matter. Mm -hmm. And so at any point in time, if your routine feels icky and it's no longer working or you're feeling like you can't commit to it, you don't want to commit to it, just change. Who cares? Like that's the nature of life. I love this. This was an amazing episode. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much. We Um, love having you guys. Um, Cool. So if you want to get more tips, Bruja tips, branding tips, you just want to figure out what JR and I are doing on a (laughs) weekly basis, you can follow us on Instagram at Branding Brujas, and then our individual Instagrams are linked there if you want to know what we're doing personally. Um, mine is mostly a lot of chihuahuas, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about who we are and what we do, you can check out our website at brandingbruja.com. And if you want to work with us or you want to have us come and talk to you guys, or you just want to say hi, yeah. send us an email. We're at, we have a new email address. It's podcast at brandingbruja.com. And we want to hear from you. So leave us ratings and reviews as well. And let us know how we did and what topics you want us to cover next. Happy full moon. Happy full moon.